0: Hello, welcome to Infinite Stories, the weekly show that draws out the redemption and stories of people just like you and me.
1: Let's dive into this week's interview.
0: All right, we're going. All right. So, who are you?
1: Well, <laughs> I am York Pro. I just turned 22 uh, last Monday. I am one of your friends, of course, You're but uh, of yeah, of course I'm your yeah. friend. I live here in Mount Pleasant, Iowa and uh I'm a sinner.
0: Oh, good. Let's start with that. Um actually no, let's we'll start a
1: little earlier though.
0: What's your what's the beginning of your story look like?
1: Well, uh that's a that's an interesting question. I grew up in a Christian household and you know, we talking to talking to a lot of believers, a lot of them either grew up in a Christian household like me or, you know, they were they were completely different, you know, grew up with with drugs and, and um, you know, sex and crime and, and then, you know, all of a sudden it changed. Like the the those are like the kind of the two camps I, I I'm aware of, I guess. And uh so I was one of those who grew up in a Christian household. We grew up going to a church here in town. Uh went there for a real long time. Um and I can't say you know, I can definitely say I was Christian mm-hmm. and that I believed in God, but did I act on that? Certainly not. You know, um, I remember when I was a freshman in high school, I, I, I was in this Bible study with uh, my youth leader, and he brought up um, we were reading through this book. It was called the "Fight" by Craig Groeschel. Uh, it's still on my bookshelf, I think, today. Um, but it was just a book about uh, fighting as a as a Christian man, or I guess at that point, a Christian boy. I was probably fourteen or fifteen, and it was about this uh, you know double agent. And that's what I was. I was a double agent. I showed up to church and I was, oh, look at that kid. You know, he he loves God and he, he's always here and he's here on Wednesdays too. But then at school I was a totally different kid. I had a little bit of a potty mouth at that time. Um, I Some of the things I said were just ridiculous, you know, and uh, so we don't want to go too far into that. But uh, man, uh, so that's kind of how I grew up. I grew up in a Christian household and um, we all loved God, but you know, and and we'll get. I think we'll get into this a little bit later, but I don't think we were truly a hundred percent committed to God. I think I think we. I don't want to speak too much for my family, but I think definitely in my life, it, I was cool with just being, oh, he's a Christian kid um, or in a Christian adult. Um, so that changes, you know, the way he thinks on some things, but you know, he's still. First and foremost, a human. I was cool with being like that. Yeah. So that's how I was raised. Gotcha. So and my grandpa was a pastor. He passed away when I was one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he was a pastor, and and that's not to say like my parents, quote unquote, like good Christians. You know what I mean? Um, they they love God. Uh, but it's been so cool these last few years just seeing what God's doing in their lives as well. Uh, so yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good framework to start from. So as you can think back to the beginning of your story, right? Kid, infant, whatever uh, comes to mind. What do you remember like your first interaction with sin? Either Oof. someone sin against you or you sinning against someone else? Like do you recall like even before you knew what sin right.
1: was? Right. Right. Um you know I'm probably going to say something and then in 5 minutes think of something that happened way earlier. That's uh okay. I remember my siblings putting uh they would put I, I was wearing a diaper of course, I was a little kid mm-hmm. and uh they would go into the uh sandbox or the litter box and then put that in my diaper. So they'd put like cat stuff in my diaper. Hmm. Um so if that's a sin, I don't know. Uh it doesn't sound
0: very good.
1: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't very good. Uh a lot of I don't know, definitely fighting, uh with, with siblings, not not fist fighting or anything but uh you know arguments and you know because i do come from you know i've got seven siblings so Ooh. and i'm the six out of eight so there's a lot of a lot of fighting um as for the very first sin I, I truly don't know uh but sins that were common to me in my childhood were definitely uh arguing mm. um and thinking that i was better than my siblings or or that they were entitled because they were better than me yeah. um, just common things like that mm.
0: So do you see like any sin patterns like Mm. leading up to like where you are right now? Like what what are the patterns that you've
1: noticed? Uh, Definitely uh, pride. Uh, Pride is a very common sin in my life. It it always has been. Um, It's one of those things that pride is such an ironic thing because you need God to realize that you're prideful. Mm. But then since I'm still so prideful, I don't want to recognize what God's doing or I want to think that. Um, I can do it better. that that's a huge one in my life okay. is you know, okay, God, God you're great. I, I like the plan you have for me, but let me throw in a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and And as for like a pattern, um, I don't know if this is exactly what you're you're talking about, but it's in my mind now, so I'm gonna go with it. it, it I can I, I think a, a common pattern in my life has been like, okay, let's say let's say up here is sin. I'm, I'm sinning a lot, I'm sinning a lot, then I recognize my need for a Savior and and God. And now I'm like hardly sinning at all. And then um usually that goes on for a little bit and then oh, you know what? I start to let maybe one little sin into my life and then another and then another and then another and, then another and I'm at the top of the roller coaster again. And it's just this this common pattern. Sometimes, you know, that that whole thing takes a year. So, you know, am I'm, I'm I'm super like, you know, again, quote unquote Christian, like super, you know, good guy for 11 months or something and for one month I'm just horrible and other times it'll it'll be like that many times a week you know so uh just struggling with with common sins um pride lust um just anger yeah. so oh yeah yeah Absolutely. those are those are common ones oh
0: yeah well, for everyone yeah. <laughs> you are not uh, I'm not going to say you're not special in that but I mean I will definitely say <laughs> that there's a uh, no sin that is uncommon to man. Yes, so that's, yes. Uh, I understand that. So, as you can kind of look, look back at just different sins at like the start of your story and kind of like leading up to where you are today, would you have what normal people normal no that's not the word would you have what a lot of people call as the salvation moment or like the light bulb aha or baptism of the Holy Spirit right
1: right um. Uh, i would say uh no i i did not have one single moment like that I don't know if it's just because I grew up in a christian household or or what um for me it was almost more like a bunch of tiny matches and it never really started like it, it never like led to a huge grand explosion or anything it was just mm-hmm. like little match like a small firework and then you know the next firework's a little bigger and a little bigger um so I never feel like I had that you know that one moment. I know A.W. Tozer mm-hmm. uh, did. I know you think of Martin Luther with literally getting struck by lightning, like a lightning moment. That wasn't me. That was so cool. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've asked for that. I'm not lie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for me it was a lot of small things, um, and some of those were, you know, uh, I, I guess uh, one big one for me was my brother Adler. He. He graduated five years before me, so obviously he's five years older, Mm. and he went away to college, to Iowa State University, roll clones, and uh, and in that, that first semester, he came back for Thanksgiving break, and I remember thinking like, what? What is he doing? Because I I came downstairs. I would go downstairs, uh, like during Thanksgiving break and stuff, to play video games early, so I could play Call of Duty, you know, before anybody else was awake. And he'd be sitting at the the kitchen table reading. I'm like, what what is he doing? That's so weird. Um, and I'm playing games, and you know, he's he's like writing notes and reading a this big thick book. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's a it's a Bible. I'm you know, I'm reading it. I'm like, and I didn't say it because I, you know, but. In my mind, I was thinking. I'm thinking, Adler, we are, we're Christians. Like we don't have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. we we can just go through the motions. We're totally fine. And and I I know uh, just as he continued to come home, uh, you know, then for Christmas break and spring break and things like that, I, I'd start seeing more changes in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm like wow that's it's really really interesting maybe some of the things he would have said a year before he wouldn't say anymore mm-hmm. um and so it was really uh, just starting something in, in my walk um I know another big one was um, like at basic training um, so I'm in the Iowa Army National Guard and and I went away to basic training uh, during <laughs> covid uh, yeah so I show up and you know I was so, dude <laughs> I was so nervous for basic training. I, I like, developed, like, a shaking, like, shaking for hours beforehand. And I show up, and I'm like, okay, we're finally going to get this done. Like, first night's going to be the worst. And uh, then they pull me aside, and they're like, hey, you have COVID, so uh, you're not actually starting basic training yet? I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to go through this mental torture again? And... uh, it was for thirty-one days, and we never knew. We did not know uh, like what day we would start. We were we just knew uh, they would call us in the morning, like over the intercom, and we're like, "Grab all your stuff, go downstairs. You're you're going to basic training." So we're in this huge, um, huge barracks. Uh, there were actually six barracks in there, uh, but each each room had like 80, 80 beds or forty bunk beds, so eighty people total. And these were all people that were uh, you know, not going to basic training. Some people were not going because they had attempted suicide or uh, they'd gotten kicked out of basic training or they just weren't strong enough and things like that. And then there were me and 10 other people who had COVID uh, or I guess we were recovering from COVID. Mm-hmm. And I just remember during that and uh, it was the second day there and we didn't have phones or anything. And I'm thinking, wow, we wake up at 445 and we marched down to breakfast at 5 30 and it only takes me out three minutes to get dressed what am i doing with my mornings and so that that question was on my mind and the second morning i'm like i'm just gonna start reading so i pull out my bible and i, I started reading acts because i was like i don't think i've ever read acts before like at, at least like fully yeah and uh long story short i just kept reading that and people started asking me questions and Uh, We'll we'll get more into that later, but this was like a really big moment in my life, like probably one of the bigger firework moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there were also times uh, even being back from basic training when I got involved with ministry at Iowa State, Roll Clones. Um, Yeah, so I I guess to go back around the black hole and get back to your question, Mm -hmm. uh, no, there wasn't one big (laughs) moment. There were just... Small moments, mm-hmm. small I say, but they're yeah. huge. Um, that kind of led me to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. So, do you,
0: have you noticed that the more stories that you listen to, it sounds like that's more normal now compared to yes, say twenty years ago, it was always after I prayed this interview. Yes. this one time I knew for the rest of my life this is what it was going to be like.
1: Yes, and I can't, you know. I was hardly around 20 years ago, um, but I think you could even say 10, 15 years ago. Um, And I do know I have heard many testimonies like this on uh, YouTube, I'm thankful that we have YouTube, uh, or I'll listen to sermons where somebody's talking about something like that that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that a lot of people um, have like that, that, you know, oh, I prayed a prayer moment or um, Mm -hmm. altar call. Um, Those never stuck with me. Um, I did go to a youth conference one year um, and they did like an altar call and it just, it I don't know, it 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 just set off like things in my mind and I was like, this isn't for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the, the more I talk to people, especially the people I get close to, um, it does seem like a lot of those, a lot of them have kind of smaller moments, again, quote, mm-hmm. that turn into something big. Um, or also what I've heard is, I have a couple friends uh, who they, when you first start talking to them, oh, I had this huge moment, you know, um, but then the more they tell their testimony, the more they realize it wasn't just one big moment. There were so many things leading up to that moment that that made it this big explosion and made you who you are in Christ. Hmm. So, yeah.
0: So, oh, excuse me. Um, as... Kind of the next step or the next part of your story, mm-hmm. do you recall any mentor-like figures in your life that helped uh, teach you about the gospel, mm. teach you about scripture, or what it actually means to walk sure. your faith out actively? Yeah,
1: so uh, I already mentioned my brother Adler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was big because in high school, my best friend, uh, still my best friend, Sam Anderson, We, his parents own a coffee shop here in town, and it had just started, it's called Sanity Coffee, it had just started like within the last month or so uh, in March of 2018, and we were sophomores in high school, and uh, I remember he he could get in there after hours. It closed at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, but he could go in there after, so we started talking about, oh, we should come in here and play board games or, you know, watch scary movies, stuff like this. I, some way, somehow, it evolved into a Bible study instead, um, and we're like, "Oh, we should do a Bible study." And when I say we didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> Mitchell, we did not know what we were doing. I would show up every every. Uh, I think there were Tuesday nights with with Bibles or with a Bible and and uh, twelve thing of donuts and chocolate milk. Uh, so I show up. Good
0: start. Yeah, that's communion
1: right there. <laughs> the bread and the wine, right? So. Um, so we would just start reading through the Bible and it'd be me, him, and maybe a few other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one time I invited my brother Adler and he was still in college, but he was home for spring break. And he came and, and he taught me about the, um, the uh, chasm. I, I, I'm sure you've seen the chasm illustration. It's, uh, you know, you're on one side of the chasm and, you know, eternity and heavens on the other side. And the chasm is infinite. You can't cross it on your own. Um, and then they put the cross over mm. the chasm and, and now you're able to cross and uh, I just remember that blowing my mind because I was like How how did he explain that so clearly? Um, to to all of us here like and it just blew my mind so Adler was a huge help in getting me to I guess not be scared mm. um, not not be worried um, to pray without seizing and to just take an <laughs> idea and run with it because and now I, I lead a Bible study at the church I attend, and um, it's just evolved over the last year. From it used to be we were just reading like a you know a, a book, um, and we'd read a little bit of the Bible. And now uh, we went over the the five solas of the Reformation last semester. This semester I'm doing uh, tomorrow night on a Win- William Tyndale. Uh, we're going over martyrs, and uh, and it just requires so much studying from me, and I love that. And Adler definitely showed me how to get to that point where I can study. And it's not like studying a textbook. It's like actually enjoying what I'm doing. Um it's a big difference. Yes, and, and, and being bold too. So he was a big mentor. Um, another one, of course, is uh, Pastor Steve English. Um I met that guy and I remember thinking wow I've never heard somebody so passionate uh that that they're yelling um <laughs> and
0: happy yelling happy yelling <laughs>
1: exactly and uh so I really uh Steve's just been an incredible mentor over the years uh I would meet with him every Thursday for coffee and we just talk um you know about God and and we'd have our bibles open in the coffee shop and uh and man, he he he's not afraid to just say it like it is, and I love that. Um, and because I think, especially with you know modern Christianity, a lot of it's like, okay, we don't want to um, you know hurt people's feelings, or we want people to come to church, and and but it it's about telling them who Christ is. Um, and thankfully, uh, there's been people in my life that have helped me realize that. It's not about just making people feel good or or keeping your sermons short. Uh, it's about showing them who, who our Christ is and what he's rescued us from um, and and worshiping him through that. Uh, so that's been a big one. And then, of course, just, just friends, um, you and Nate and AJ, just people who can hold my feet to the fire. Uh, that's been such an important thing in my walk with Christ where, you know— <laughs> I think of Psalm 23, and it, it talks about the you know the shepherd and pulling the sheep away, right? And um, uh, you know, you lead me beside still waters, and, and all this, and and I love that, and and it also makes me realize like God uses other people to to hold you accountable and to to help guide you on the right path as well. Um, and it, it's just been like I said, it's been so important in my walk with Christ, where maybe I'm. Uh, living in a sin I'm 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 actively committing this sin and one of my friends will have the guts to say York shouldn't be doing that man and it it just my my first thought is always dang they're right and my next thought is always man dang it I don't get to do this anymore (laughs) but man I tell you what it, it has changed me completely um and I know as a human in my flesh I will never stop sinning completely um so it at least means I'm going to continue having good friends, uh, and they will, they'll hold my feet to the fire. And, uh, so again, people like you who are just not afraid to tell me, um, you know, to stop doing something, but, but from a a loving and and godly uh, perspective, you you guys can point me to the scripture. You can say this, this is where it says it, like, be careful. Mm -hmm. Um, that's been big. And then finally, just, um, people a little bit older than me, maybe like, I'm thinking like the Gribons, right, who are, uh, you know, not like super duper older than me, but they've lived enough life that they can share their experience with me and, and share wisdom from, uh, you know, from, from what they've learned over the years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, lots of great, uh, I'll call them like role models, essentially, of the faith. Yeah. People, to, people to not follow them, but walk behind them because they're following Christ. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I I was able to record Zach's story actually mm-hmm. on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was just it's really cool to see people's redemption story yes. laid out very clearly um and just seeing how Jesus writes and rewrites mm-hmm. as the story goes along it's, it's it's so cool, so cool to watch. Um man. I could go on on that. That's, <laughs> That, that's one of my uh the passions about the podcast as a whole is just like hearing people's story and like mm. it's, it sounds like we're getting like to the part uh that i love to uh, ask people about and it's when did this become serious for you when was the shift of yes what you kind of called fake christianity at the big or the double agent mm. uh, christianity when did you switch sides
1: yeah yeah uh switching allegiances that's that's something. Um, well, I, I told you a little bit about uh, my time in basic training, and um, man, God is just so incredible uh, because what happened there in, in basic training. So, started reading my Bible. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't tell you the Old Testament versus the New Testament. I didn't, I didn't know what I was reading. I just knew I was reading the Bible. I knew it was God's word. I knew every Sunday I'd take a Bible from the back of the chair in front of me at church, right. Mm-hmm. Well, this this guy with a, a bald head and he's you know his arms are like out here like a strong guy comes up to me one day and he's like hey what are you reading I'm like the, 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 the Bible I've got the Bible here and he's like oh man I've got some questions and I was like oh shoot oh okay and this isn't an, this isn't an 18 year old with a bald head so he he's like he's like hardcore he, he was terrifying me. And, uh, so he starts asking me questions and for the life of me, I have no idea what questions he asked me that day, but I remembered I didn't have the answer. And, uh, and like kind of in that moment, I wanted to just say like, oh, well, you know, uh, I think it means this, or I think it means this, but in that moment, I just felt something in my, in my heart and more of my stomach saying, dude, just swallow your pride, tell him you don't know, and that you'll find out. And so that's what happened. I said, hey, Barry Antos, honestly, I don't know the answer to this, but all we do all day is sitting here, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna find it out. I said, like, okay, cool. Well, an hour later, I'm like, aha, I got it. So we started talking and, and he was not a believer. Um, and we actually had just really deep discussion about why he wasn't a believer, um, how he, he was raised up. And um, we, were, we were in this for 21 days. So this was day two. Um, Well, day three, he asked a couple more questions and probably by the end of day three, I'm like, you know what? I've got an extra Bible here. He starts reading. Uh, He started with Genesis one and he just started reading and it was incredible. And by day five, I think he came to me and he said, York, what if we start a Bible study? I'm like, "Uh, sure. Okay. okay, Let's start a Bible study. Okay, cool. Uh, And he's like, and you're going to lead it. I'm like, and I'm gonna lead it, okay, okay. So I was doing, yeah. but it was really nice too because literally when I say all we did all day was sit in the barracks and then eat, that's all we did. We uh, woke up and I do a little bit of study and then we'd go eat and then we'd come back, and we'd have about three and a half hours till lunch. So I'd study and then eat and then come back, study, and then eat uh, You know, four hours later at dinner and go back in. So all I was doing was filling up a notebook of of knowledge I was gaining from the scriptures because it is God's word and and uh, it's important that we all recognize that that His word is good um, and and it's it's our it's what we eat right we got to regurgitate it we got to chew on it all the time and so that's what I was doing and uh, I we we went into this little Bible study and it was just me and him uh, but then he's like oh hey Z and Z was one of our buddies and he's like hey. Come join us." And he's like, okay, okay. And then I'm like, hey, Moya, why don't you join us? So now we had four guys and we're just chatting about the Bible. Well, they kind of all start reading themselves too. Um, And then the next day we have six people at the Bible study, the next eight, nine, ten. Then we decided, hey, we can't just do this Bible study once a day. We're that bored, we need to do it more. So we were doing it, I think three times a day. I know for a fact at least two, but I think it was three. Um, and we're like, you know what we had those like white industrial lights and it was, it was like, it was just a pain to look at all the time. And I'm like, we need to transform this space. And we had, I told you there were 40 bunks, right? Mm -hmm. So there were like, let's say 15 along the outer wall, 15 along this wall. And then, uh, 10 in the middle, we were the very two middle bunks like of the entire bay. So it was, it was noisy. It was, uh, the lights were directly on us. So we started draping our blankets and pillows over the over the top of the bunks, and then we we get them over the sides and stuff too. We built this; it was just so pretty. We had little light seeping in, and I I felt like we were like doing something we shouldn't have been doing. You know what I mean? Like it just underground. Yes, yeah. yes, and it felt like that, and that spurred me on. And uh, so we just started reading the scriptures together, and and they'd ask questions and. The coolest thing to me, I think the moment that it was really like, okay, this is what I have to do now is when um, somebody asked a question and I didn't know it and Barry Anthos goes, oh, I was reading about that yesterday. It's, it's this and I just, I wanted to cry. I mean, it was yes. the coolest moment in the world to me. And, and then I got to actual basic training and I wasn't with those guys anymore because I went to a different unit. And during actual basic training, I was still with uh, two of those guys I was with And uh, one of them was like, hey, why don't you start a Bible study? And then some other guys like overheard that. And you're like, oh, you're starting a Bible study? You're Christian? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And these people, I want to say this carefully, but also I'll explain it better in the end. They like built me up to be like this, you know, this Christian who knew the scriptures and, and he knew the word and everything. And so I'm like, okay, if this is what they think I am, I need to be this guy. Mm. So I just, I would read my Bible and it was difficult during basic training, you know, because all day you're doing stuff and all night you're doing push-ups. So it was difficult, (laughs) but um, we made it work. And just throughout basic training, it was very clear to me, hey, I can't be a hypocrite. Um, I can't be a liar. If people are going to think that I know the scriptures, I need to know them. Um, And so honestly... (laughs) You know, I talk about my pride and in a way, it's so ironic because I became like a, a true believer in Christ Jesus because of my pride. Because I was too prideful to just explain to these people, I don't know. I, I'm not this epic Christian you guys think I am. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God used that and, and uh, he's continuing to mold me through that. So that was like my number one like moment. If I had to rank all my moments, that one just threw out those 31 days before basic training, but also at basic training, that's it. That's, that's the one.
0: Do you enjoy thinking back to that? I time? do,
1: I do, I do a lot. And the reason why, Mitch, is because I was 100% committed to the, to the goal. Um, I, you know, I didn't have a computer, we didn't have phones or anything. I just had the scripture. I, I didn't have other people's commentary. I didn't have other voices. It was just me and some guys and the word of God. And so you'd sit there and you'd just learn all day. I didn't have distractions and and it I'm envious of that time. I'm envious of of past York Mm. and and looking back on it, man, I I'm so happy I know what I know now. Mm. You know what I mean? And And it, and it's all because of how God used that time for me. Cause he could have easily, I could have easily been, you know, angry about the situation. Like, God, are you kidding me? I'm here for 31 days. And again, we didn't know it was going to be 31 days. It just happened to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I could have been, you know, so many of these army guys, I was around probably 400 guys a day. So many of these army guys wanted to talk about anything other than the Bible, um, but God used that situation and he used Barientos and he used Z and he used Moya uh, to, to build up this Bible study in the barracks. Man, it was just, it was incredible. I mean, it, it gives me chills thinking back on it. It truly does. And I've lost contact with these guys. I don't know where they're at now, uh, but I know for 29 days or however many it was, they were hearing the word of God and they were hungry for it. And uh, I just I pray that, that they know who he is, because um, it was just the coolest time in my life. It truly was, truly was.
0: That's interesting because like hearing that I'm pretty sure I've heard that part of your story at least uh, one other time, but that that makes me think of when I first met you, mm. and you were just out of basic. and I, we were at a Bible study with each other mm-hmm. uh, the well and Uh, I thought, like, when you entered the room, I I remember telling you this at the Mexican restaurant afterwards because I was just like, this is the (laughs) smartest guy I've ever met. He's got such a pure joy. He loved talking to anybody who was in the room. And I was like, man, I need to go to this guy. I need to learn (laughs) from him on his faith and everything. And it's so funny, like, hearing, like, that was, like, right when God was gripping your heart. yeah, And, like... Like you said, like he's just like adding fuel to the flame of just like here's my word, here's my spirit, here's my word, here's my spirit, and it's just like and seeing it grow. And like I've I've known you since twenty one. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yep. So April, I, of 21. April of twenty one. April of twenty one, and it's like it's so funny looking back at that and like seeing. Like it doesn't feel that long. No. At all. No, it like doesn't. When you said that, I was like, wait, so it's been four four years. <laughs> no, that's three years, um, but man, that's, that's so, it's, it's entertaining, but at the same time, it's kind of awe-inspiring of just being like, this is how God works on people. He Mm. works with people and like watching, watching uh, kind of your story unfold up until this point and like, uh, kind of, kind of the next uh, question that I have is just like, after that happened, Mm -hmm. after basic, what changed? What, what parts of your life Mm -hmm. Had to change. Where did you see conflict with sin? Where did you yes. see conflict with maybe family? Or like, what, what what changed?
1: Okay, yeah. How did it play out? <laughs> so I love answering the question you last asked me, and I can't stand answering the one you just asked me. Oh boy! Um, because it it reveals things in my life that I that I have to visit um, and. And, you know, they're the true parts of my life because everybody wants to hear, you know, the, it, it's almost like a movie, what I just told you, like, oh, wow, like a Bible study. And then this is like the, the you know, the words on the screen afterwards, you know, like, oh, by the way, this was a true story. And, and York did this. And, well, what did York do? Well, York uh, was in that Bible study and it was awesome. Uh, I'm talking after basic training with mm-hmm. the well. Um, and then I went away to, to college, to Iowa State. And man, two opposing forces were on me. Were, um, one was God, and it was awesome. I felt like I was in a constant tug of war, mm-hmm. um, and I still feel that way sometimes, but I was in a relationship. And it was definitely an, an ungodly, un, unholy relationship, did not honor uh, Christ at all, but I was in that, and then on the other hand, I was in this college ministry and I, I was loving it. And I had you guys at home too that I'd get to visit. And uh, man, it, it, was, it was just two completely different things. It's like if you were to add both groups into the same room, it'd be really hard. Like, it'd be, re- like, I I, I always water just, water. <laughs> well, I always imagined, like, coming home and, like, my, my parents turning on the lamp or something and, you know, my relationship and, and some of the other people I was with on one side of the room and then you guys on the other and my parents would be like, how do you explain this, bud? You know what I mean? And yep. and so I was in this tug of war and constantly it was, okay, which way do I go? Do, and And I've told this many times, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I felt like I was at a crossroad and I could either go right or I could go left and, and right was, okay, we're going to full send it into God, into, you know, this whole Christian thing and, um, you know, which means leaving some of this other stuff behind. Well, the left was, okay, I'm going to stay with this girl or even if I'm not with this girl, I'll I'll get a girl that's kind of like her, you know, and I'm going to follow the world and it means I'm going to have to leave this other stuff behind and I'm still going to be a Christian, but I'm going to be that guy that's just cool with going to church, you know, two times a month and, um, not really getting involved with Bible studies and and not studying the word or anything, because why should I, you know, like I'm a human, I'm, I'm in the earth. So why should I be reading about all this other stuff? And, uh, I didn't know what choice I wanted to make. Um, I knew what choice God was telling me to make. Um, and then all of a sudden one day, i was i was working at the radio station so i came home after college um and like i said i'm in the national guard well the funding got cut for college um so i transferred back here uh to a local community college and i was living with my parents and uh one morning and this all ties in uh but the the very first first morning i was back from that it was the dead of winter and uh i'm like okay at 9 a.m i have to schedule all my classes for this semester so, and I was in, ele- uh, not elementary ed, I was um, history education. I was gonna be a high school history teacher. Well, at 8 a.m., I'm like, you know what? I don't think I wanna do that. I think I wanna go into radio or something. So naturally, I call up the radio station. I say, hey, do you guys have any jobs? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, but send a resume in, we'll let you know. So I send a resume in. Long story short, I start working there. Well, a few months later, I, uh, I'm on air for, I think, Memorial Day, and uh, I'm, I'm on air. I'm talking to the people, and I get off air, and I'm getting ready to go back on air after, like, a 30-second ad. I checked my phone, and I had a text from that girl, and I got dumped out of the blue. And like, and I hop back on air. I'm like, good morning, everybody. Like, So it was crazy. It was a <laughs> shock to my system. and And I realized, thankfully, I realized in that moment, I'm like, okay. I'm full sending it, this is clearly God, like I'm full sending it. Did the breakup stink? Absolutely, did did things after that stink? Absolutely, did I still struggle with things? And do I still struggle with things? 100%, but in that moment it was like, okay, I need, I need to just dive into God's word and I need to be surrounded by believers. And so I remember like at college, for example, I really struggled with lust. Um, and, you know, some weeks were better than others. Some were horrible. Um, and, and that's something that I've, I've continued to struggle with. Um, and I know that's a, a common thing for, for men in general, but um, that's not something I want to struggle with. You know what I mean? I, I want to uh, just focus on Christ and, and let Him be the light of my light and, and the portion uh, and just be my everything. And so I remember... <laughs> As funny as it is, when I got broken up with on air, it was like, okay, I am, I have to be Christian now. Like, this, this is what I have to do. I can't go back. I can't go back. It's too embarrassing. Like, I'm a Christian now. So I say all that to say, if if you're listening to this podcast, and maybe you were in my boat, maybe you um, were, uh, you know, you, you started this Bible study or something. You were like, you know, quote unquote, high on Jesus, and everything was going good, and then you started to struggle it's normal. It's normal. Um, The the common denominator is sin, but the other common denominator is Jesus Christ and that he rescued you from that sin. And and I just have to remind myself of that because it's hard to look back on that time of life um, after basic training, like the year after basic training, Um, when I could go on Thursday night to, to ministry, um, and hang out with my awesome Bible believing friends and, and have incredible theological discussions till two in the morning. And then I could turn around on Friday night and go and do wicked things. And so it's just, I just have to remind myself that, that I'm a sinner. And like Paul says in first Timothy, I'm the foremost of sinners. Mm -hmm. I I'm a horrible sinner. But God, but God has rescued me from that. So that's, that's why I look back on that time just to realize and, and recognize what God has done.
0: Mm. And that's really cool too because you honestly, you just laid out the whole redemption arc too of just like, mm. this is where you were, this is where you were going, mm. and then you ran back down, <laughs> and then at the same time, as God brought you right back yes. up. Yes. You're still going to have to walk through that redemption arc yes. on a daily basis, on yes. a weekly basis, yearly, monthly, whatever it looks like. And, like, that's the beautiful part of redemption and just mm-hmm. the story because you're not dead yet. Yes. The redemption carries... And it doesn't stop. Mm-mm. And even the seasons, like you said, having 11 good months and <laughs> that one bad month. Right. Awesome. Praise God. Because if you didn't have those bad months, you have no point to have a good month. Sure. You know what I mean? And so just seeing that redemption arc of your state before Christ, mm-hmm. your, while in a Christian home, your state uh, as he grabs a grabs hold of your heart and as he lifts you up and as he shows you grace and as he shows you mercy and love and truth right and those moments when you don't believe it or just the hour that you don't believe yes it. like it, it is crazy how much just a single thought that's why scripture says very clearly take those thoughts captive mm-hmm. because when we don't take those thoughts captive it's like we don't believe the gospel we yes. don't believe that in that very moment that jesus's blood covers that very sin you did five seconds ago mm-hmm. it has to if it doesn't if it didn't, the gospel wouldn't be complete, and it would be perfect. And so, yes. that's that's awesome, and that's amazing to hear. Um, hey, looking back at all of that now, uh, this is uh, my second favorite question. <laughs> How, w- if you could, ha- if you could call the story of your life like mm-hmm. a movie title or a book title, what would you have it be, and why?
1: Oh my goodness! Oh man, I. I love thinking about like movie titles, book titles, mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I often think like if I ever have an autobiography, like what I'd call it, uh, the first one that came to my mind, and it may not be the fanciest, but uh, it'd be something about not committed, uh, the mm-hmm. the uncommitted man. The, um, this I think also it could be something you know something simple the the sinner who needs Christ. Mm-hmm. You know how ironic because we're all sinners and we all need Christ. Um, Oh man, Those are
0: good. Those are good.
1: You could go along something with Narnia, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and be like, you know, the 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 basic training, the the ex girlfriend, and the you know, college, or the, I don't know something, you know. But uh, it it would have to be something about just not being committed, um, and 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 needing Christ, and and honestly, no, I I would absolutely say uh, it should be. Um, a sinner in need of Christ or there, I believe there's a sermon title, a sinner in, in need of a holy God. Um, and the reason I say that is because I, the focus can't be on me. I I know it's, it's my story, but ultimately it's God's story. It's his redemption through me, um, how he's redeemed me. Um, and I, and I have to remember too, that, uh, because it's so easy to think back on those times like the basic training thing and be like wow look at what I did and look at uh look at all this and and just being like no this wasn't me this was all God so it's to the glory of God alone maybe that should is what it is sola gratia to the glory of God alone because wow he is he's rescued me man he he absolutely has all these all these things I've done in my life he doesn't see me anymore he sees his son on the cross and it just Brings a tear to my eye. It, it's incredible. It truly is.
0: Awesome. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Well, technically, that's, that's all the questions <laughs> that I have for you. Um, normally, I do ask if there's anything else that you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you to say or anything that still was left untouched.
1: I would just say uh, I want to reiterate uh, the point because I don't know who's listening. Uh, maybe you're a, uh, you know... Uh, 50 year old christian you've been christian your whole life maybe you don't believe in god one lick and you're listening to this uh so you can send in an angry comment or something but um man we need christ we all need christ Mm -hmm. um and we need to recognize that uh that christ died on the cross to save sinners of whom i am the foremost Mm -hmm. um because i think it's really easy to say oh you know what especially walking the Christian walk and, and being in the faith and, and getting away from some of those old uh, other things. It's like, oh, I'm doing really good right now. I may be doing good, but I'm still a sinner. Hmm. Um, and I'm going to continue to sin. So just recognizing that, that Jesus Christ died uh, for yours and I sinned, uh, I, I need you guys to recognize that. Hmm. So Absolutely. Hmm. He's pretty cool, isn't he?
0: He's amazing. Yeah, He's the best God and the only God that I know.
1: Amen to that's that. Real. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amen.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's end on a high five.
1: All right. Oh, that was, good that was solid. I've never had a good one on the first shot. We oh, always man. We've always been good at high fives. Oh, so, that's
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If this story inspired you, please share it with someone you care about. I'm sure someone you know needs to be encouraged Or even challenged if you haven't shared your story yet with the world there's no better time than now go visit our website at infinite ideas inc and we'd love to help you get started remember keep telling your story you never know who you'll have an infinite impact on until next time